how strange the earliest emblem of indian subcontinent was no not the holy cow Shh, i must whisper being loud enough will entail an immediate change of the emblem of the country the currency will change too because it carries the earliest emblem in it what else will change is known only to the change agents anyhow getting back to the earliest emblem it was the lion the first flash of art in indian subcontinent if you like this podcast do not forget to press the bell icon by the way i am talking about it because after the artifacts of indus valley which proved to be less of art and more of circumstantial evidence of the legendary civilization of indus saraswati vasin the lion motif was the earliest example of exquisite artistic creation in the indian subcontinent whose idea was it anyway and why it was the emblem of the mauryan emperor ashoka but why did he choose such a motif and why the lion was carved in the way it was carved who carved it to tell you the background i must go back to another world another time it was 336 bc and the king of macedonia greece appeared among his subjects to greet them a young bodyguard suddenly rushed forward and lunged at the king with a dagger soon the dagger was plunged into the body of the king and he was dead within hours of the assassination of the king one of the princes named alexander proclaimed his father's role as the emperor yes alexander the great the disciple of aristotle alexander was 21 year old at the time now the question hangs even this day was it alexander and his ambitious mother one of the eight queens got king philip killed maybe may not be but of course the mother and the son harbored unbridled ambition in some years entire greece was within the control of the young man called alexander and then the victim was persia the achaemenid empire beyond persia further to the east was india and in a blink alexander was crashing into the indian subcontinent he made his victorious run across 5600 kilometers it happened within 10 years time now on the bank of jhelum river alexander crossed the path of king puru The legendary battle is known to every Indian citizen because of its dramatic end when the defeated Puru declared proudly that he expected Alexander to treat him like another king. He detested mercy but demanded respect and honor. Alexander was overwhelmed at his upright bearing and returned most of the territory as a part of Greek empire. But it was just the tip of the iceberg and the Greek warrior was to conquer the whole subcontinent of india when he was contemplating his next venture further east a young boy was roaming the forests around under the guidance of an irate brahmin the boy inspired by the brahmin harbored the same ambition to conquer the entire subcontinent of india 
the enemy was common a formidable dynasty the nanda dynasty the anonymous brahmin hated the nanda king one fine day when the brahmin had gone to attend a debate followed by a feast at the king's court an unwarranted dispute erupted unwittingly the brahmin sat in the area yard marked for the royals while he was eating the food the king appeared and ordered the brahmin to vacate the brahmin took offense naturally and eventually the two entered a vicious argument finally as the brahmin was being taken away by the guards the brahmin shook his knots loose in any case he supposedly looked ugly and now with the locks of his hair falling around his face he looked actually disturbing before leaving the brahmin announced that he would tie his knots only when he would destroy the nanda dynasty it sounded hollow and absurd that a nameless brahmin would destroy the massive empire but well the most impossible things of the time appear perfectly reasonable in retrospect if you have not understood whom i am talking about you will realize it in a while i maintain the suspense a little longer this brahmin got hold of a boy from the forest when he saw that the boy was playing king among a few other kings he took the boy under his tutelage and instilled the ambition in the young chap that he would one day be the king of the massive dynasty of the nandas the brahmin was bestowed with a very cunning brain he saw the fact that enemy's enemy is a friend and in this way the greek invader was the enemy of his enemy too the arrogant nanda king he sent the boy to meet the greek and offer support so that they could overcome the nanda together the boy brimming with pride and conviction ran to meet alexander we do not know what exactly transpired but it appears that the young boy's indignant declaration that the greek warrior needed support to defeat their next opponent caused good enough offense after all it must have looked absurd that a young boy in dust-laden humble attire stood upright and spoke in equal footing about offering guidance and help to the conqueror of several mighty kingdoms alexander supposedly was infuriated he flew in rage and ordered that a boy be captured but before they did so the boy ran away the sentries chased him they could not catch him but finally in the middle of the forest they found the boy asleep in tiredness and a lion emerged from round the bush the lion came near the boy and lapped its tongue over the boy's forehead the boy blinked open his eyes and slowly sat up the sentries watched in awe as the boy and the lion stared at each other for a long moment and finally the lion slowly turned away and left wagging its tail naturally the sentries did not dare to go further they returned empty handed with a strange story well alexander the great did not go any further because his army was tired and they wanted to go back home the undefeated master of the war capitulated and headed home we never know if his unstinted run of victory would have halted at the door of nanda dynasty 
but he left his generals and substantial part of his army to rule the territory he conquered but what happened to the boy and the nanda well in some years indeed the brahmin exacted his revenge and the boy sat at the throne of magadh a new era began in indian history the boy turned out to be one of the mightiest kings of india and the brahmin played the king maker now ironically history had known about the mighty king because the greeks wrote about him the mighty king eventually took back most of the territories from the greek army left behind by alexander but the brahmin almost vanished from history until a little more than 100 years ago an anonymous pandit walked into the library of the oriental research institute of mysore and handed over a bunch of palm leaves to the librarian rudrapant shamshastri the bunch of palm leaves was arthashastra the author was chanakya the brahmin the king maker the boy was chandragupta maurya whom the greeks called sandrokuttas and it was the long lasting and mighty mauryan empire that followed the nanda dynasty so emperor ashoka was the grandson of chandragupta maurya those lion capitals were the emblem of the mauryan empire during the days of ashoka the question is why did he choose lion we do not know but we can imagine some possible reasons that might have prompted him to pick lion as the motif lion was celebrated as symbol of strength and military might in babylon assyrian and achaemenid empire that empire was vanquished by alexander of macedonia a large population moved from there to indian subcontinent in search of livelihood hence the culture and tradition entered too along with them it is very likely that ashoka was influenced by such tradition now it will be unfair if we ignore the possibility of influence of hindu tradition in fact reference of lion is a plenty in veda in atharva veda whose origin is almost 1000 years before ashoka was born there is a goddess named pratyangida The same goddess is also known as Narasimhi or Atharva Bhadrakali. Now, the goddess is known as Narasimhi because she had the head of a lion. Hence, lion was already a Hindu symbol in vogue long before Ashoka used it in the emblem. At this point, I am tempted to digress a bit for the sake of some entertainment. The other name of the goddess is Bhadrakali. The word can be looked at as a composition of bha which in sanskrit may imply maya illusion and dra that in sanskrit means great maha that is why there is one more name of the goddess mahamaya from this i infer the word bhadralok often used in bengali to imply a decent sincere and honest man is really a misnomer the root of the word is illusion and hence untrue anyhow the irony can be appreciated only by those who are familiar with bengali language getting back to the lion we can see that the choice of lion could be influenced either by veda or by the tradition of erstwhile achaemenid empire but there is more into it but to learn about the deeper mystery you have to stay tuned and wait for the following episode